from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler. Cooler. This week, inspired by the new Bachelor, we are talking about virgins and revealing way too much information about our own V-cards. Parents, stop listening right now. (laughs) We're also going to get into dating deal breakers, the ones we let go of and the ones we just can't seem to stop holding on to. I have a few in my back pocket. Hmm. We're also going to be talking about beauty trends from the sublime, looking at you, Rihanna, to the downright disfiguring. Looking at you, Quasimodo. (laughs) I know you two have been dying to know who ABC selected as their new bachelor. I'm so glad you know me so well. Mm. Right? As if by dying you mean I hadn't really thought about it? Yes. Yeah, me neither. But their pick is actually kind of interesting. So he's everything you'd expect. He is 26 years old, so like in his 20s. Cute enough if you're into that sort of thing. And aggressively white. (laughs) Okay. Well, that is the biggest check of all. Yes. Sounds like The Bachelor. Yeah, we have come to expect a certain mold of human. But there is a twist. He's a virgin who can't drive. Wow, I'm more surprised about the can't drive part. I know. Okay, full disclosure, he might very well be able to drive, (laughs) but it's true. He's a virgin. Hey, touch for the very first time on national television? Scandal. Mm. This comes as a shock. I thought that virgins were teenagers in movies that were played by (laughs) 26-year-olds. Right. (laughs) I'm getting Dawson's Creek vibes. I did not want to wait. (laughs) We'll get to that later. That song has a whole new meaning now. I don't want to wait to lose my virginity. I want to get it on right now. Right now. Today. So viewers were shocked because a big part of the show has to do with the fantasy suite at the end Mm. where they all kind of like, you know, take a ride. With uh, well, oh, sorry, yeah. so, not to derail this, but having never seen an episode of The Bachelor all the way through, there's genuinely a room in which people go to have televised sexual intercourse. It's not televised. Mm. You don't get to see anything. It's implied, but right? But the last, I think, three suitors are invited into the fantasy suite where <laughs> they do whatever fantastical things they want to do with each other. The cameras come back the next morning and show them dewy-faced. Okay, must wow. have. I feel like with all those people going in and out, the fantasy suite should be sponsored by a pharmaceutical company. I yeah, it is. they clean because, that. Tell me, mm. tell me they clean that. Sponsored by Purell <laughs> and Durex. <laughs> so, yeah, people were shocked because this show doesn't really jive with not having sex. What, virgin values? No, not so much? But no one was more shocked than The Bachelorette, Becca, who was courting him at the time. I haven't had that many girlfriends or that many dates because of sports. And because of that, um, I still am, I am a virgin. Really? Yeah. Can you excuse me for one second? Okay, well, uh, my, my question is, what high school did he go to? Because where I went, all the athletes, were they were not virgins. Yeah, Let's just say that. N- so, number one, that was the, really? Heard around the world. <laughs> number two, because of sports? Yeah, I'm You just, have sex because yeah, of sports. Yeah, I just, I don't understand that. Let's and his former girlfriend is Allie Raisman, Olympic gymnast. What? Yeah. Okay, so they're both focused. They're Even at, I would have sex with her. Yeah, um, 
they're athletes, okay? So they're not they're not doing it. He was in the NFL. He was very dedicated. Once again, right? I have known a lot of NFL and NBA players in my day, and and the F stands full. And the fact that she had to excuse herself, and then each of those heel clops was another dagger in his virgin heart. It's like a sad little Shetland pony walking away. Also, what was that rustling bead sound? Was she going through like a curtain to it like was a, a psychic shop or something? It was a rosary. She was like, this is not happening. <laughs> Thanks, God. Well, he got done. After that reveal, she was like, I'm going to pick a husband who has had sex before. Mm. Colton did go on to be on The Bachelor in Paradise after being dumped by Becca. And that's a show, in case you're wondering, where former contestants stop pretending they care about marriage and start getting real about hoeing it up. I was going to say, did he? So then how did he end up on the island? And still, he's still a virgin? Still did not have sex. Okay. So now he's becoming The Bachelor. It's filming right now. It's coming out in a couple of months. And when it was announced, the fandom was royally pissed. Because other than being a virgin, they think he's a boring dud. They're like, Mm. it could have been this hot guy, this hot guy, this hot guy, who are also interesting. You pick Colton? (laughs) So the host of The Bachelor, Chris Harrison, kept getting questions of why Colton. The fans didn't want him. Why? And he said the following, quote, Colton gives us what we felt was the best TV. We're trying to entertain. We're trying to tell a story. It could be a complete and utter disaster, in which case it'll still be phenomenal television. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he, he's not lying. We're talking about him right now. And I cannot say that I'll be talking about one of those other men that the fans wanted to see. I can't say that we'd be talking about virginity. If it wasn't for Colton. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because well. I don't normally think about that yeah. anymore. Don't tend to cast my mind back too often to that time. I yeah. mean, no shade to anybody who wants to wait. Right. Like, if that is your value yeah. system, go for it. And the great thing is about your sex life is that it is your sex life. And if you don't want any sex in your life, that's fine, too. Do you, Bill? So I thought this Chris Harrison quote was interesting because I thought maybe they're trying to destigmatize virginity or hmm. something. But it sounds like they just want to make a messy TV show. Like... Tune in next week to watch Colton get deflowered and then dumped for being bad at sex. It's all leading to the OMG finale. <laughs> the Bachelor Tonight event. That's I, a natural promo, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know that, tele- that reality television and virginity go hand in hand. Like the last version on television that I remember was Jessica Simpson. Remember Jessica mm. Simpson and Nick Lachey and they built that whole thing up? Right. Well, virginity um. was very 90s. Remember, Brittany tried to trade off her non-existent virginity for quite a while <laughs> before her mom dobbed her in and said that, nope, she and Justin had very much had sex. Mm. Lynn Spears. <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Brittany and Justin are the first people who came to my mind when I was thinking of other mm-hmm. famous pop culture people who were virgins because there was that whole media scrutiny around their relationship. The media was policing whether they had had sex yet or not. Oof. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. like Lynn said, the Southern Hemisphere has been explored. Mm. They went downtown. Listen, you don't wear matching jean outfits to award ceremonies yes. unless you've been there. Uh-huh. Okay, Took the words out <laughs> of my mouth. <laughs> Also, the Jonas Brothers used to wear purity rings until their balls ascended and then they were like, it's on. I'm doing this. I have chin hair and it's it's done. Yeah. We're we're going for it at this point. Are you trying to get an explicit tag on this podcast episode? (laughs) I applaud that. And more recently, Yvonne Orji, who plays Molly on Insecure, Mm -hmm. came out as a... 34-year-old virgin in real life. She is. And she is waiting for marriage. And she's been very intentional about putting that message out there. Mm -hmm. Mm. She knows what she wants. Yeah, And it's not sex right now. Clearly. And if you've ever seen a teen movie or a TV show starring teens, you know virgin representation in media abounds. Let's take a listen. So, uh, Jen, you a virgin? That's mature. Well, because Dawson is a virgin and two virgins really makes for a clumsy person kind of, don't you think? You were gonna die. Actually, going all the way is like a really big decision. I can't believe I was so capricious about it. You know, Rory, being a young lady comes with many gifts. 
Your virtue, for example, is a gift. If you give it away too soon to the wrong man, then when the right one does come along, you have no gift to give. You'll have to buy him a sweater. Listen, Reverend, I'm afraid the, uh, the ultimate gift ship has sailed. What? A while ago. It's probably in Fiji by now. Oh. Except for the fact that I haven't had sex, I'm like totally not even a virgin. I'm like the least virgin-y virgin ever. You know, when you like you grab a woman's breast and it's it feels like a bag of sand when you're touching it. Bag of sand. Yo, answer this question. Are you a virgin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not since I was ten. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the average age in America is for losing your virginity. Well. I have the fact for you. Oh, thank God. I actually <laughs> genuinely didn't know that you had it. And I'm so thrilled that you do. So for America, it is 17 years old. Huh. Oh. 17.1. <laughs> yeah. And if you're curious who gets down before us, people from Iceland have sex the youngest at 15.6 It's because it's years cold. Old. It's it is cold, very honey. cold. You just, you... And you can't even drink because it's so expensive over there. Penguin style. buy alcohol, so you just got to what, what are you supposed to do? Uglies. Yeah. On the older side, Malaysia, Indonesia, and India around 23 years old. Oh, mm-hmm. so I'm Malaysian, maybe? <laughs> well, you oh. just revealed. Okay, oh. so we're tiptoeing around it. We're circling the airport. Come on, guys. Let's get down to mm-hmm. it. Give me a number. I just gave you my number. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it was 22. Because I had the weird, like, oh, I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart thing. And then that didn't happen because I was like, it came to my senses. The closer, I, the older I got. And then after that, I had like this immense level of guilt because I was with my high school sweetheart for like four or five years and we never had sex. And then everybody huh. I dated afterward, I kind of was like, well, he's got to earn it because my high school sweetheart, he was there for a long time. And then finally one day I was just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, actually, here you go. With, you know, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> well, just <laughs> an athlete was involved. So that's why I find this story particularly Particularly. So the F does stand mm. for that. <laughs> Carly, what about you? I was, I was thinking about this earlier actually, and I think I was 18 years old. I think I was exactly on the threshold of UK adulthood, mm-hmm. which is just like me, goody goody, to wait until I'm legal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it depends what you mean by sex, and there is disagreement. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm well, I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, now that I'm on this cliff edge. <laughs> Thanks so much. There is a lot of disagreement on like what mm. connotes sex. Well, you can ask so, Bill Clinton. He will clear that mm, up for you. Right. You can also ask Dion from Clueless who says, my man is satisfied, mm-hmm. but technically I'm a virgin, which in her mind means third base mm. means you're still a virgin. Mm-hmm. So oral doesn't count. And the Kinsey Institute has some results of what we consider sex. 11% of people don't consider an act sex if a man didn't orgasm. Excuse me? What? Can you but believe? if the woman does, like, wait? That's what I call BS, but that's what this article called phallocentrism. Wow. I, so does that mean that women now have an alibi for cheating, right? You're like, well, I technically he didn't, so right? I didn't, and we're I never cheated. And what about lesbians? Are a lot of them virgins because mm. they've never had an experience? It doesn't make sense. The same study also found 71% of people considered oral sex to be sex, so that's huh. a whole lot of people who don't. Huh. 81% for anal. And... The wildest finding, I thought, from this study. Oh, that's wilder? Yeah. A large amount of people over 60 believe sex using a condom means it wasn't actually sex. Whoa. Go on, Nana. I have so many questions about that. mm, Mm So, wow. And there's apparently a generational difference, according to San Diego 
State University, they are saying that millennials are losing their virginity much later than older generations, which Hmm. I thought would have been flipped. What do they attribute that to? So they say that because the expectation was you have to get married young, they were just cramming it in there and starting earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So Get your fun out of the way before the, the hard slog begins, you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> the study also found that one in eight millennials are still virgins at the age of 26, which made me think of Colton, mm. who's 26. Yeah. So talking about that situation specifically, how would you two react if you were dating a guy, say he was 26, mm. and you found out he was a virgin? Would you still date him? I waited too long. In my life. (laughs) (laughs) To settle for that. So so the answer is no. It's just all no. Definitive. Carly, are you dating Colton? Uh, Listen, in Nobody Has Time for That, part two, it would require a degree of intensity of educational focus, shall we say? Yes, yes, yes. That, quite frankly, I'm not up for. Too tired. No. You have a job. Professor Severn. (laughs) (laughs) You know, teaching moments are fun, but... (laughs) You're like, aha moments, save them for Oprah. I don't have time to, you know, write bumping uglies for dummies for you. And also... As we saw in Friends in that famous scene, Monica had to draw a diagram for the guys mm-hmm. of like how to work a woman's yeah. pleasure. Everybody knows the basic erogenous zones. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. There are seven. I don't remember that scene, but I do remember the bit in American Pie, which was a, forgive me, <laughs> seminal moment in my own sexual education, which, like, they had, like, a little book and the guy was trying to read it while also engaged in something else. And that, for me, was what I thought I was going to be dealing with. Mm. Luckily, not the case. Nice. I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> what about you, Emmanuel? Would you date Colton? I would not. For the reasons that you guys have brought up. But also, if you're waiting for marriage, I'm not even sure I want to get married ever. Mm. So miss me with that. Swipe right. And I don't have time to, you know, be a headmaster and teach you all these things. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait. Not that kind of headmaster. Wow. So it's safe to say we all have our complex perspectives on virginity, sexuality. Oh, yeah, that's super complex. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Really, really nuanced. But I think we can all agree that a virgin starring on a show that is so centered around sex is going to be a messy delight. One that America deserves. All right, guys, it's no secret that all of us are in relationships, yes? I'm married. Last time I checked. Yeah. (laughs) Charlie's like, should I phone home? Do you know something that I don't? Yeah, let's check our text messages, Carly. (laughs) Let's see. All right, still in a relationship. Still in a relationship. Hmm. But there was a time when we were out here single and ready to mingle, am I right? Wild and out, yeah. Any single person knows that you've got to have some standards you mm. definitely got to have some deal breakers if you're dating someone. Yes? Mm-hmm. Mm. Otherwise, you're open to all comers, and that's just not a good situation. Exactly. you got to figure out a way to weed out the riffraff. Yeah, respect yourself. Mm. So this weekend's episode of Insecure reminded me of one deal breaker that I used to have back in the day. <gasps> oh, mm. what happened? What happened? Well, I'll just let Molly break it down, and then I'll circle back. Why aren't you excited about him? Is it because he's Asian? Because no judgment. Like judgment. I've dated outside my race before, but I know I want to end up with a black man, so... 
What is the point? The point is you are single. You are very single. Tell her. You are so single, a tumbleweed just rolled out your pussy. Okay, everybody calm down. Listen, I don't have time to catch him up on the culture, teach him about bread, beans, and rice. There are a lot of Jewish men who only date Jewish women, and nobody calls them out. So why can't I be Orthodox black? Because that's not a religion. Okay, so, <laughs> yes. If you would have met me in my early 20s, I would have said the same thing. No judgment, but judgment. But judgment, right? And you were set. And I was set. Um, and then newsflash, my husband is a white man. White, with He's a hard H. Very white. <laughs> very white man. Um, and so my friends like to remind me of this all the time. So sometimes I think back on like our life now. I think about our marriage. I think about our kids. And I think about the fact that if I would have stuck to my guns, and if he, to his credit, did not shimmy sham fool me into dating a white man because I did not know at first. Long story. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. The short of the story is that my husband at times can present as racially ambiguous. Yes. Mm. So given that and given the fact that he has a diverse group of friends, some of which he calls brothers and sisters because of his unique upbringing, mm. uh, I made some assumptions about his racial identity. So you were playing a game show, hippie or black? Yes. <laughs> Turns out he was hippie. <laughs> he was hippie. Yeah. I'd watch that show. <laughs> so hard. I made some assumptions about his racial background. And then by the time I realized what it was... It was too late. I what was that conversation like? So it wasn't really a conversation because I didn't want to be rude and ask him. So I just made assumptions. And then a friend that he went to high school with broke it down for me one day. And at that point, I was already in love. And to be clear, I don't have any issue with people who want to date outside of their race. But for me, I was like, when I come home at night, I want to be with somebody who understands what I've been through. And I thought, as as Molly said, I'm going to have to explain red beans and rice and catch him up on the culture. Right. Ain't nobody got time for that? <laughs> it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So I decided to pass. And so this got me to thinking about sort of like all these dating deal breakers that we have. Our friends, our families, us, our listeners, you too. And whether or not they're keeping us from the people that we should be with. Mm. Hmm. And so I put out a little call on my social media channel to find out what some of the quirky dating deal breakers that people have. And it ran the gamut, let me tell you. Oh, boy. So one friend of mine who is all about the hippie natural life said that she saw Febreze in a man's house. And she said, you know what? This is not going to work out. (gasps) What? Why? (laughs) What a weird deal breaker. Well, she is like, she's about the hippie crystal incense life. She's all natural. And she was like, we are not on the same spectrum. We are not vibrating in the same way. Is that an aerosol can? (laughs) Done. We are done. And then you've got the basic one. Some people just cannot get over height, either whether it's too short or too Mm. tall. They just can't do it. I know someone who let a good guy go because he had a bit of a limp. She was oh, like, I yeah, no, no, full judgment for that. Right? Yeah. Full and judgment. he was so sweet. And then she ended up dating a guy who I completely couldn't stand and they, it didn't work out. But she passed up on him. He was great. Someone else dropped someone because they hated dogs, which is fine. But they met on Tinder and they swiped on the picture, even though this person appeared with their dog in the photo. <laughs> I mean, that's on them. Uh, someone else told me that they just couldn't stand the way a person breathed. Oh, wow. I think that issue goes deeper. Yes. <laughs> so can you just hold your breath until... Can you not chew? Can you just not? Could you not live? Mm. Don't make noise. And yet another friend of mine told me she went on a date with a guy, uh, and he was trying to impress her, so he kept trying to say big words, like fancy full words. Mm. And she ended it when he called the meal delectable, and it was at a chain restaurant, <laughs> and she was like, I just can't do this. Uh, you know, I respect the enthusiasm. Whoever that guy is, I'll snap him up. You know, not now, obviously, because I'm married and older. I don't know. I would say the McRib, you know, when I used to eat meat, mm. was delectable. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, um, chicken nugs are delectable. Dumped on the spot, sir. It's over. 
So there are the major deal breakers like politics, mm. religion, mm. marriage. Some people want to get married. Some people don't. Children. Some people want children. Some people don't. Those are things that oftentimes it's kind of hard to get over. But we all have the ones that we might be able to look past. So I need to know. I told you about my embarrassing deal breaker and my friends bring it up. Every time they see me that I married a white man, Mm -hmm. even though I said that I never would. Do you guys have any deal breakers that you had to let go of? It's so weird, like the spectrum of this conversation. Uh, There's just been this HBO documentary by friend of the podcast and previous guest, Nancy Jo Sales, called Swiped, which is all about online dating and its dark side. And they do delve into the fact that it's weirdly tolerated to express some like what people call preferences and Mm. actually just looks like plain old prejudice on the page on your screen and then like you take it all the way to the other end of the spectrum and then you get me not liking short sleeved shirts (laughs) (laughs) on a man no you're talking about button-ups it's a shirt that buttons instead of full sleeves it has short ones. Carly. So you I, hate me. I'm with you. No, I am with you. I, you both hate me. <laughs> it is like instant inside death for no, me. Here, here's the thing, Emmanuel. Your shirts are like fun and creative and cute. Yeah, yeah. I'm fashion. talking about Tom who works in finance and he came <laughs> with a slack him on out. <laughs> and like a button up. It's just, it's something that's weird about it. It's like, it, I don't know what it is. I it's mean, like a, I got challenged on this very recently by an acquaintance who was like, but why? But why don't you like them? And I really tried to drill down. And I think it's the movie Forrest Gump. Wow. <laughs> I think, like, no shade on Tom Hanks because he is delectable. Mm-hmm. I cannot look at a man in a short sleeve shirt and take him seriously. What about you, Emmanuel? So this is not a deal breaker that I have let go of. Ooh. I refuse because I stand by what I'm about to say. Okay. Mm. And if this insults you at home or you two in this room. Buckle up. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I can't change my mind. I think of myself as a pretty open-minded person. Yes. Like I said in the last segment, do you boo? Freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. Laissez-faire. Etc. And mm. unless dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, there's a big old butt here, isn't there? If you want to sport one of those old-fashioned wax mustaches, oh, go for it. Like JVN, also for another podcast. Jonathan Van Ness, mm-hmm. yes. If you trim your toenails with your mouth, no, it's not something I would look for. But go ahead, I guess. <laughs> I used to do mm. that as a kid. <laughs> it was so flexible. That's the thing that stands out all these years later. Wow. But something I will never accept ever is anyone who wears those creepy toe shoes. You know oh, the ones? Vibram yes. five fingers. Ew. Each toe doesn't need a hug. These people do not deserve love. <laughs> wow. Shun them. <gasps> throw rotten tomatoes at them. <gasps> Whatever it takes to vanquish this evil, I'm behind it. Yes. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Did I come I just, on too strong? I'm, I'm, I'm taken aback. But you know what? I'll run with it. I don't like them either. I don't want people to be, like, cast out of society, though. Where are you going to put all these people in one exceptionally, like, sporting village? What are you going to do? Mars. Hmm. Mars. That's what you want to do with space travel. <laughs> yeah. Or the Tesla guy's estate. That's can go there. Yeah. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. don't estate. want to be contracting him to do anything at the moment. No. He is going to be very busy for the foreseeable future fighting lawsuits. Yes. But wait, are there things that you love that if you found out that a prospective romantic interest did not also love them, in fact, actually hated them, oh, how would you feel about that? Mm. Mine is jackass. Like if I met someone, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in like a different lifetime or whatever, that who genuinely loathed jackass and didn't find it funny. Like, what do I do with that? Where do I go? Again, 
Tesla execs estate. I don't say his name because he took crimes from me. Got it. That's why. So this is where we send all the people who fall into the deal breaker pile? Yes. They are there with Azalea Banks if she's still roaming around Mm -hmm. the estate. Yeah. You know the story if you don't look it up. And also, if anyone's too snobby to like fun pop music, Mm. go away. You're just like too serious. Go listen to your experimental German metal, whatever. (laughs) I think that anyone who takes themselves too seriously is someone to beware of. Mm. Because one day you'll just look at them and think, I hate you. I hate the way you breathe. <laughs> Shout out to Jamita's friend. Exactly. Yeah, anyone who distinguishes too much between like high and low culture. Blah. And well, they would hate this podcast. I was going to say, they are not <laughs> listening. So I think we've learned a lot here. Yeah. And I feel like if Miranda could look past Steve's one testicle. <laughs> Sex in the city. You know, just back. if she could look past his one testicle and things... Things worked out all right for them. They moved to Brooklyn. She made a sacrifice there. Then she ran for governor of New York. So I'm just saying things worked out well. Let's not think too deeply. I'm not saying abandon your standards, but like just open your mind a little bit. Love may be on the other side. It's the pig in the pig. Hey, the B and the B. Hey. Folks, this week, my peak and pit, I have a theme. Oh, hello. I actually brought a theme. They are beauty themed. And as you know, I have skin in this game. I got my little YouTube side business going. It's not a business. It makes no money. (laughs) Anyway, I do beauty tutorials like eyebrow and eyelash stuff. People know this anyway. My peak this week is the fact that Rihanna's Fenty Cosmetics label has turned one. Oh. It's a beautiful one-year-old baby with those 40 shades of foundation that actually you know, resemble real people's skin. How much do you guys think Fenty made in its first month? How much? First month? How much money? Well, I know I couldn't get a sample of anything because everything was gone. Right? So everything was fine off the shelf. I'm going to say two, three million? Manual? 50? 72 million in a month. Damn, a month? girl. Come through with the revenue. Time magazine named it as one of the 25 best inventions of 2017. It's now a multi-million dollar brand. Baby's all grown up. Mm. Anyway, this goes beyond money. I wanted to quote uh, Maisha Kai, who wrote in The Root, One year later, beauty brands don't dare attempt a new foundation launch without a full range of shades. And we have Fenty to thank for normalizing that trend and ensuring that it didn't just remain one. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty powerful, right? Yeah. And Rihanna is now on the cover of Allure's Best of Beauty issue. Like, this is a big deal. She can do no wrong. Every record is there to be broken by Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. So, peak of the week goes to Rihanna for slaying for 12 months. And, like, long may she reign. Mm-hmm. Queen. With a K. <laughs> the pit, however, from the sublime... To the downright disgusting, I'm sorry to do this to you guys. Oh, no. As long as it's not Toad from Mario Kart. It's not Toad, and please please don't Google that. Don't. People have been maiming themselves in the pursuit of beauty for centuries, like Lead Foundation, anyone? You're going to do that to yourself? But this that I found in a post on The Cut from 2013 was the final straw. I am done. I am done with this planet. I am leaving. In the 19th century... Eyelash transplants, not extensions, transplants were a thing. Hair plugs or or like what? I'm sorry? If you think I'm joking, the proof is in 
the Dundee Courier newspaper. It's a Scottish newspaper from 6th of July, 1899. This is going to get gross. So if you are of a delicate constitution or you have children in the room, you shouldn't be letting them listen to this podcast. (laughs) Send them out. The headline of this story was The Most Uncanny Look. Irresistible eyes may be had by transplanting the hair. This story then goes on to detail the procedure that many people are having done to themselves in 1899. And I'm just going to read it. An ordinary fine needle is threaded with a long hair, generally taken from the head of the person to be operated on. The lower border of the eyelid is then thoroughly cleaned and in order that the process may be as painless as possible, rubbed with a solution of cocaine. Whoa. Whoa. That's like a twist. 19th century medicine. The operator then, by a few skillful touches, runs his needle through the extreme edges of the eyelid between the epidermis and the lower border of the cartilage of the tragus. The needle passes in and out along the edge of the lid, leaving its hair thread in loops of carefully graduated length. Disgusting. Is this... How long does that last? I'd rather have an amputation in 1899. And if you hadn't had your eyes stabbed out in this process, you could then have them accidentally burned out because, and I quote, the operator's next step is to take curling tongs made of silver, that's nice, and no larger than knitting needles, and to give them the curve which is essential to perfect beauty. Then the eyes are carefully bandaged and kept so until the following day. Oh, no. gosh. What? The hell. So if you're sitting through your eyelash extensions in the salon, just think it could be worse. You could be in 19th century Scotland. And we judged them back in the day. But now people are getting vampire facials, which is all like about blood and stuff. And now I read somewhere that all the people who've had vampire facials in certain states have to be tested for HIV (gasps) now because something went wrong. So you're beautiful just the way you are, people. Don't do these crazy things. Just keep it. Just keep it. Before you get to your song, I have a 30-second pit that I just need to get off my chest. Kanye. Oh, gosh. For it is he. He calls himself yay. We know this. He thinks he's God. We know this. Mm. He released a little tweet that says September 29th with an image of his new album, presumably. <gasps> and it is called Yandi, as in Gandhi. No, but we're him. not no. going to do this. What's next? We let you get away with yay. Now you just, we let you get away with Yeezus. Okay, now you're just taking it too far. The Holy Trinity. So the next album is probably going to be called Yariot Yubman, and I will not stand for it. Stop the madness. My pit is done. Thank you. If I could just offer a very happy counterpoint peek to your extra little pit there, I would like to say that it has been officially confirmed by Sesame Street writer Mark Zaltzman that Bert and Ernie were gay all along. Obviously, of yes. course they were. This is great. Welcome Work. out of the closet, my friends. <laughs> So, since we've heard about disfigurement, let's take it back and be happy with our beauty-themed song to see us out. It's another throwback. It's Roxette. She's got the look. Oh, she certainly does. I love this song. She's got the look. She's got the look. So if you have some free time on your hands and you want to show some love to us, which always feels good to show love to the people you care about, right? Head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a review because we love reading what you guys think about the show. And if you listen to us via NPR One, which you should because it's really good, go and hit the love button because we see it and it means a lot to us. Yep, and we're also a fresh pod on TuneIn. So if you get your podcast there, check us out. Started from the bottom, now we're here. 
This episode was edited by me, Emmanuel, with help from Ashley Ann Craigbaum. All original music comes from Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. And thanks always to our podcast papa, David Marcus. If you miss us in the next seven days, you can find us on the social medias. I'm Excuse My Beauty on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Teacup in the Bay on all relevant platforms, not LinkedIn. And you can find me at Jimmy Dresses on Instagram and Twitter. Bye. And I go loud.